Welcome everyone. This is No Bullshit Gaming Podcast, two and a half gamers, session number 63. We are sharing action insights, dropping knowledge from our day-to-day user acquisition, game design and ad monetization drops. Definitely not discussing the latest industry news, but we're having so much fun. Let's not forget this 4M conference discussion vibe. Let's not take it too seriously. Welcome guys. Welcome Felix. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome, Jakub. So we have Jakub Premier, Felix Braverk, and myself, Matija Lančević. <laughs> oh, I you tell you? Why? I'm laughing. This is, a, this is a very early morning episode. We're recording at 7 a.m. because, uh, you oh, know. What are you talking about? It's 10, 10 for me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> is it nice be... being in the most powerful country in the world? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. The internet sucks as always. You know, you know how it is. <laughs> I need to I need to shut down all the uh, other it's probably all those apps. aircraft carriers are buying so they don't can't afford good internet. <laughs> oh, but uh, just uh, to be at least you're safe. Uh, yeah, sure. No, but uh, honestly, this is way better than last year. Uh, maybe it's because of my <laughs> because of my, my MacBook, <laughs> which is now uh, a new one. Last year, last year I had the old one. It was just fucking terrible. Anyway. Uh, so uh, a few really important news. So MAU in Vegas is coming and we are going to be there with Felix and we have a live podcast happening. It's going to be 20 minutes packed with actionable and entertaining insights. So uh, that's uh, on stage, hopefully. I just uh, yeah, con- got uh, confirmation from the organizers. Plus we're recording, uh, I guess, something on the spot. So if you want to stop by and uh, be part of it, let us know, because why not? We can we can do that. Uh, you know, since I'm in the US, I can buy a lot of shit on Amazon. So I'm gonna just buy some, some podcast traveling kit <laughs> with microphones and stuff. <laughs> no man, every day there's like a five guys from Amazon Prime knocking on our doors because Romy is uh, ordering shit. <laughs> anyway. And we are also uh, co-organizing a fun night at Anchor Beach Club with UAP Sensor Tower and Met- Metric Works. So uh, if you want to be there, also register on the link uh, in the show notes or just ping me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and before we start, we have a very, very big announcement because today's episode, yes, is brought to you by Mistplay, the number one lo- loyalty app for mobile gamers. Misplay is a media source that leverages continuous rewarded engagement to drive retention and LTV for advertisers. So they're not, an, uh, you know, Ad Network or SDK. It's just a standalone loyalty app uh, with their own engaged user base, million gamers and spenders seeking to discover their next favorite game. So how is this different from classic rewarded traffic? Uh, Misplay kind of continuously rewards the users over time, not on a per even the basis. And also their value proposition is very simple. It's like I said, loyalty, poverty, UA um, that drives increased LTV and uh, some other stuff. So I personally use them as a UA source for um, several games uh, and uh, the performance was actually amazing. And we also talked about them in one of our episodes and a bunch of people reached out to me immediately for an intro to misplay. So if you're looking for high value users, 
check out misplay and get in touch at misplay.com or just ping me in the dm uh so yeah that's a that's a nice plug right there thank you guys for uh being a sponsor of, of the podcast and uh seeing you in vegas as well as the third best UA manager on the podcast, I remember that. Like, I asked you, like, when we I talked about them on the podcast, and then you, I was like, does it actually work? And you were like, yes. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's, it's growing pretty, pretty it's huge fast for growth. so long. Yes. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's really good. Really hearing good. about it sometime. Yeah, it's really good. And the uh, thing is, uh, you, as a UA manager, kind of running out of traditional UA channels. So, <laughs> This is a very good addition. You know, it's only on Android though. So because you know iOS, they kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> this can help you because look. So what uh, I usually saw was uh, very better retention uh, because of the, the high engaged users and uh, also higher LTV. So it's kind of nice. And they also added plugging uh, something that works. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> okay, good. Which is always, which is always nice. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about today, Maciej? So, uh, well, I hope we, well, so we didn't want to bring again the game review because, uh, I mean, Yaku was very much pushing it because the Boring. new game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it the Honkai, the Star Rail or whatever is it? Uh, that is really, it yeah, it's really... <laughs> If we Killing do another it. waifu game on this podcast, I yeah. might actually quit. <laughs> like, we're not gonna, it's we're not, not gonna be not this really, week in waifu games. Like, absolutely it's not. It's not really a waifu game, man. It's not really a waifu game because I have male characters. Yeah, I two waifus so and not, one not male character. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's two. Yeah, two waifus and half. It's uh, it's half probably man. twenty to one, but it's still like one more <laughs> than usual. Yeah, so uh, so you're going to talk about some admon shit since uh, it was uh, kind of yeah we missed you last week, uh, and then I I want to continue on uh, talking about uh, the Viva La Dirt League because well we didn't have enough time last last week because uh, Jakub started talking and you should just see his eyes and he was just like in the zone as soon yeah, as he started talking man. about he's passionate about yeah this. true this yeah, yeah 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 but I. Man, I, I drank all all the margarita that I had in my in my glass, and I, I felt really like tipsy after he finished. <laughs> I was like, okay, what? It's forty minutes. So yeah, but yeah, anyway, it was so not I'm gonna 40 talk minutes, about it was thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. <sighs> okay, okay, enough. Bickering. Never mind. And Eat then, well, okay, yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> then you got drunk. <laughs> then I got drunk, and then yeah, I blacked out. <laughs> Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, so and you're, are you going to talk about the game uh, and just show us some, some yeah. nice stuff? Okay, good. Of course. Where's show my, us my wife. Cool. Where is my margarita? Where is my margarita? <laughs> right. So should I just get started? Yeah. So Yeah, um, yeah, you can. Since you twos didn't mention you, anything you... about ad monetization last week. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We mentioned. We mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned that the game doesn't have ads. Yeah, you know, there's no ad monetization. <laughs> Look how that episode is doing. Like the, our listenership, we they want ads. They come here to look at ads. So I'm right now, I'm 100% sure that people who listen to this think that the most important thing, it's not UA, it's not the game design. It's just ads. You don't need UA or game design. Just put rewarded ads in an app that just pop up. <laughs> That's what people want. 
exactly exactly yeah, yeah of course uh, okay so now, back, get. <laughs> so now back to reality so um the fact is it's been about six weeks uh since i did uh an ad monetization corner and i think it's high time to do another round mm. because quite a lot has happened in the smoky back rooms of ad monetization so what's been happening on monday May the 1st, there was a really big announcement from AdMob. They announced that they will move fully to real-time bidding auctions and will no longer respond to placement calls as of October 31st, 2023. Uh, This is big news, and I'm going to explain why. Uh, This means that AdMob will no longer be in kind of the waterfall. It will only be live on bidding. Right now, clients that I've activated Google Bidding on, which I've talked a lot about on this show, they are live on bidding and on placements. And this together is like what has given the average uplift of AdArpta, like the 10 plus percent that I've mentioned so many times on the podcast. However, as any astute AdWan manager will tell you, is that Google Bidding, the average eCPM, comes in at much, much lower price points than the AdMob placements. And this, like, it's not small. This difference is actually quite big. The delta gap in eCPM pricing on bidding and placements is 50 to 70% uh, in some cases. So when you actually remove the placements, that will mean Google Bidding's eCPM will probably, probably increase, but I doubt it's going to increase as much as the ECPM does on placements. So first and foremost, this is not good for publishers that rely mostly on ad revenue. So Google removing this, the placements in October will also eliminate one of the most lucrative ad monetization hacks in the whole industry. So this is what I've mentioned a couple of times that you refresh the ad mob placements that will no longer be possible after October 31st. So I've mentioned uh, that basically the ad mob placements, when you have them in the waterfall, forces fill for the new placements for the first two, three days. What I think they do is they probably cut their margin from 30% to 0% to basically force fill and basically to test out inventory. This sometimes even like doubles or triples your ad revenue from AdMob in like for a short amount of time. And there's a couple of gaming companies out there that do this pretty right. much either by script Maybe. or actually have a human person do this. And they do it as quite like regular intervals to get this boost. So some of the bigger publisher in our industry rely on this to actually boost their revenue for their LTV calculation. And that will no longer be possible after October 31st. Uh, so in the short term, this means that ad revenue publishers will absolutely take a hit on revenue. So from a publisher's perspective, uh, the best like setup that you can always have is having networks both on bidding and on placements. And that's not going to be possible for Google. And it's one of the biggest networks. So also, for example... Long term, Felix is losing his job. (laughs) Yeah, TLDR, I'm getting automated. This is the whole thing. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. No, no, the automatization job is going to be more related to like more kind of travel, more to like Remo sphere influence because you still need someone that understands how these networks actually bid and function to actually still maximize revenues. But it's going to be 
more married in with game design. So it's going to be. Yeah. 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 What do you, say? you mean you need the game, not the ads? <laughs> <laughs> Put more ads in. Yeah. yeah. Where did I hear that? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, for example, also the Google documentation says that uh, also, like, if you have Google bidding implemented and AdMob placements, basically, if Google bidding makes a bid request on an impression, AdMob doesn't bid on that impression, like down in the waterfall, which kind of makes sense, right? Since, um, yeah, but that means essentially you always have something that if Google bidding doesn't make a bid, then you have the AdMob placements to back it up to sometimes also do the fill. So that makes sure that you always get the highest revenues. Um so the issue is kind of like, like everyone's like all these mediation platforms are kind of forcing like everyone to move to bidding um, because also it's a new kind of revenue driver for mediation platforms because they actually charge a fee for networks to yeah actually have their bidders on their platform. So if placements, uh, let's say if you're in Iron Source, uh, for example, and you have um, di digital turbine on placements. No money goes to Iron Source for those like impressions that are shown. But if you move into DTX on a bidder, essentially Iron Source charges a percentage on like the bidding fee, which kind of come a bidder fee or something like that. I think the standard in the industry is about five percent. That's the whisper number I'm hearing. So there's an incentive clearly for mediation platforms to move you to bidding, which kind of in the short to medium term can actually lead maybe sometimes to less revenues for like publishers. So yeah, it's interesting time right now. So it's like in the long term, bidding is definitely the future. And it's like a really good thing because it cuts out like all this annoying hassle and work and it will lead to more efficient UA. Um, but in the short to medium term, there's actually going to really? be, be like a bit of a crunch because it's like it's more efficient to use bidding, right? So the announcement also said that Google bidding will now be live uh, on Chartboost's Helium, Digital Turbine's Fairbid, uh, Unity's Level Play, and Apple and Max for all publisher by end of this week. So, yeah, it's an interesting move, uh, which has been like kind of a long time coming. But in my eyes, this pretty much solidifies the mediation market into kind of a duopoly between Max and Iron Source. And it's been like this for kind of a very long time, but basically the biggest benefit from working on AdMob mediation, in my eyes at least, personally, was that you could use Google bidding. And now they can actually, like, they've enabled it on third-party platforms. So it's just kind of like, this is just a big change for everyone, right? And then this also raises the question, what will happen to Google Ad Manager resellers? Because it's also one of the things I've talked about on the podcast, it's a really good hack. When bidding is rolled out on the first 31st of October, like Google Ad Manager increases Google's market share. But on the other hand, they kind of lose out on a bit of revenues because resellers tend to take a cut, right? So it's a really nice hack for admon managers because you can kind of use it to compete up Google inventory. Uh, but overall, like, I guess if you think about it, like ad spend is kind of down, right? Overall, because of the slowdown in the economy. So it kind of makes sense, at least in my mind, that Google Ad Manager won't be touched, at least for the foreseeable future, because it increases market share. But right now, it's just like a lot of big changes are happening, and they're happening fast. So it's quite an interesting time in ad monetization. I hope that wasn't too uh, in the weeds. Is this like this is this is what you're coming with uh, after one week pause? I was <laughs> I was expecting something more interesting. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is all you can conjure up, Saruman. <laughs> this is uh, all you can get. I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> Machi a bit more than Remo, but Remo, I hate I you know, too. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and this is big news. It is. It yeah, is, it, is. I, it is. Like you're getting automated. I feel for you. <laughs> All right, talk about Viva no, the Dirt I, League. I don't care. No, I, yeah, I, I need to think about like how this is going to influence the whole UA uh, as well on Google, especially. Uh, I know you're going to be more efficient. You heard it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Our third uh, best UA manager on the podcast. Wait, I'm the second best. It out for I'm me. the second best now. No, 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 no I'm okay. the second best. You're the third best. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay. Uh, so we can go back to the Viva La Dirt League that uh, we actually touched in the last two podcasts. Uh, so let me... So because obviously it's a very big YouTube channel now uh, and uh, I, I didn't even know about them until the, the Call of Dragons. So yeah, I can't call myself very good gamer, I guess, <laughs> because it's like 5 million subscribers and on YouTube. It's like super big, so everybody knows them. And it's very old. It's very old. Yes, on, it's very on old. And standard. Yeah, and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to talk about the, the whole history and how they, how they started and show some, some videos as well. So, so how did I ended up knowing them, but it's something different actually. So, Call of Dragons was the, uh, the main video that actually brought me to the to the youtube channel but then i started seeing all of these like uh different skits uh on youtube so i started actually watching them so this one was the the latest um that actually was kind of nice i mean uh i'm gonna show it in the in the mm, the red bulls one okay yeah the red bulls <clears throat> one so it's essentially a comedy channel that makes gaming skits and gets paid for it by gaming companies. Uh, not only gaming skits, they have their own series, which is called Board, which is about them selling gaming gear uh, in like, like a, whatever, Razer company or something. Uh, but yeah, most of it is like gaming focused and uh, they have like special series per special game or some kind of different thing there. So yeah, so I found out uh, about them in this one, and it's like it's really actually <laughs> such a good video because it's uh it's very native and then funny, but also so true. So at the end, um, what I found out there is actually a link to Shadow, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> this makes it so wonderful because I didn't even know I was watching an app, <laughs> basically. I, it's, it's it's so good. So I'm gonna show you the, like the whole um. A uh, whole video uh, in the background, but then, uh, like, who are these guys? So, Jakub, you know them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching them for like a lot of years, I would say. Really, how did you find them? Um, if you're a gamer and you search for gamer stuff on YouTube, you eventually find them. Uh, that's the difference between uh, noobs and gamers, you know. Oh, Guys, now I hit you as well. Okay. <laughs> get in, not get in line. Friends, get yeah. in line, Maja. <laughs> You're making enemies. <laughs> Honestly. Well, you know, like I, I'm not the the person who just tried to search for all the all the builds and every, every everything. I just play. I yeah, that, that's that's the ones that find them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, who are actually? It's a, 
it's a bunch of nerds. I would say um, you would very much fit in into this group, Jakub, as well. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> from New Zealand, Alan, Adam, and Rowan, who play games and make comedy sketches about games. So they, the Rowan and Alan, actually met on a film set. <laughs> he was playing. New Zealand soldier, the other guy was playing a, a German soldier and like they had to kill each other. It's like 2015. So it's really like all, like as you said. So the first video was released on YouTube. That was a <laughs> StarCraft 2 parody video on 2011 called 8 Pool. Uh, I, can, I can play that. <laughs> I didn't even know. But it was so funny. So, I mean, like, how how do you even start this type of like YouTube channel? I think that that like everything they did were completely organic. Like that's 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 the magic of it that they didn't really have a plan. Hmm. Think so. I mean, I like, guess uh... if you look at the at the previous videos they had and like what they were doing, it was pretty much just like selection by popularity. I would say. In a way that like what they did, they stick with the content that was most beloved by the audience and which the one that they didn't really like. Probably that's why their longest running series is the NPC Man Man, where they pretty much make yeah. fun of gaming logic and MMORPGs and have this kind of a parody world of mix between World of Warcraft and Skyrim. Where, like, Skyrim and Witcher as well. Yeah, as well. We, all of the things pretty much mixed in, but most of it is World of Warcraft and Skyrim. And then they they pretty much saw the traffic, I guess. So they went after it. Also, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> uh, this is really, I was laughing my ass off, honestly. Uh, but then this was like the first video they published. Yeah, it went really viral immediately, <laughs> immediately. Subreddits reached tens of thousands of views and then, you know, they decided this was the direction they wanted to go and just started making more party videos and some some other videos as well on their own. And then the, the Adam joined them in 2015, so it was like three of them immediately. They started working on some, some StarCraft videos and then, uh, you know, started filming the Hearthstone videos as well. So it was like always around the games. But then eventually, like you said, uh, the new era of skits happened and then they started doing this epic NPC man. <laughs> and uh, the initial idea just came from a single line that one of these guys just written in their shared drive. And they he just said, like, an NPC in a video game who knows he's in a video game. <laughs> that's, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point of it. <laughs> that, like, it's brilliant. That, that's beautiful. Says, yeah, it's based on World of Warcraft, Witcher, Skyrim mostly. Um, and this was, I think, uh, yeah, uh, the first NPC man was released on May 20, 30th of May 2016. So that's like the, like, mark the start of the Viva La Dirk League we know today. So, and they left their jobs even like if, eventually in 2018, start focusing on, on this. Sorry, Patreon page achieving one million subs uh, on YouTube. So, they, by uh, the way, they they by the way have another channel where they play D and D, like high quality D and D. It's like they have a game master, 
and they are all sitting around the table and actually playing the D&D and like you see the camera of them being in the room and playing and then when some kind of situation happens they play it as a skit in the background of the video so whatever like i'm in this forest and like i met an orc lady and whatever and and you see them doing the skit on on like on the video on top of it nice so, they're expanding pretty fast also. It's it's yeah. not only this channel that they have. Yeah, well, look, so they hired the crew editors so they can actually focus on the creative work and uh, and uh, don't do the post-production. And then now they're you know, sitting on 5 million subs on YouTube making great videos. Uh, it's a really good channel, actually. So heads so off. Why are we talking uh, about this? Like what, compared to some of the other yeah, channels, well, that's, that's really that not that big. Why, like, why are we, we talking, talking about this? Yeah, like, out. yeah. Yeah. So what? What, what fan, does it mean it. to the whole like the UA a UA landscape? So this basically became an additional UA channel for midcore games, which feels really, really native. And like this is, as I mentioned at the beginning. So you as a UA, um, I can stop sharing this. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah. Put a war gaming video that they have on, on, in the background. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, so uh, that I mentioned it to you as a UA manager, you're kind of like running out of the uh, the UA channels, and uh, when you're scaling a game, you run basically everywhere. And uh, in midcore games, it's kind of hard to find players, and uh, this is really actually fitting with the the target audience that they uh, they have. So I watched Raid post videos um, that uh, they played uh, at the beginning. It was actually an ad. And they use deep links in the show note. And if you open up it in the, on the PC, you're redirected to the landing page for the PC client and browser. And if you're opening it up on, on mobile, you're actually redirected to the store, which is kind of like great use of one link solution from AppSlide. So again, additional UA channel for uh, for midcore gamers. Uh, I think it was also a Bluestacks um, that was like one of the new midcore channels. So you needed these type of like small channels here and there to actually create the, like the whole UMX. The only problem was like how would you even measure this? Uh, which I think like usual influence marketing campaigns are always you know measured either by looking at the baseline of organics in the certain country prior to the to the campaign and then right after videos are published you are kind of measuring the delta between the baseline and in, increased organics so you always include the link in the show notes but then like nobody cares about the link anyway right same as with the t- tv ads and uh, with vivala dirt leak it looks like they're running multiple ads for raid and other games like Wargaming, uh, I saw some other like PC PC games. So this feels more like a proper, let's, let's call it a branding campaign rather than just a pure performance-oriented influencer campaign if I can, <laughs> if, I, if something like that even exists. The, the, the thing is that this is pretty much a step up from the usual influencer marketing because influencer yeah. usually is like a one person that's centered on something and it's very, very... Yeah, and says like, "Hey, so I'm playing this amazing game." Yeah, yeah. and and you need to shill it out, and like all these things that people hate, and like it works. But yeah, this is a step up because what they're doing, they're covering a wide audience. It's not just one game, one genre, one something. It's pretty much people that play games because only those ones get the jokes. Like it's gamers wide, and I mean very wide. Yeah, and if you remember. I was talking about this in the flamboyant UA episode. 
So the uh, Call of Dragons um, published their, uh, like Viva La Dirt leak video in their uh, Facebook ads. Immediately fans started recognizing Viva La Dirt leak and uh, just started writing comments like, hey, this is amazing. Wow, this is great. So it creates a lot of buzz and hype around this because they have their own fan base as well. And it's, you know, they recognize them, which helps on the UA front quite heavily. Yeah, just a curious. So like Viva La Dirt, 5 million followers, right? I'm looking here right now. Their video views on YouTube is between 500 to a million per video, right? So like, I guess it's not about the video. It's about using the video for UA campaigns, right? Because like, that's not that much, It's a combination. Right? Even if you get 1% conversions, oh, you know. that's, you know? Oof, you, you have way more than yeah. 1% conversion. Yeah. Keep in mind that this is not a random audience. This and is this very, is very focused. Like that way, like from UA perspective, it's very focused because you have gamers. Yeah, because like uh, you have mid-core gamers or MMORPG gamers because of all the all the skis they, they are doing, which are around tied around the World of Warcraft, Skyrim, and then the Witcher. Or even well. PUBG, so, like they have a PUBG series. Yeah. So it's very core audience. So even if it's even if it's one percent of conversion, like you you want these players, you want these players in the game right now. So definitely, yeah, one of the interesting new yeah like I like mentioned step up uh, in the UA. What do you think they? So I was talking what do you about think they charge. Oh, yeah, well, one sec. I, I wanted to. My guess well. is that they nowadays they charge like 10 times more they charged yeah, before because you can see it in oh, the quality of skits. But uh, yeah. yeah, don't know if I would compare this to something like Pedro Pascal campaign that Matchington mentioned it. <laughs> oh, He's a new Tom Hanks. Yeah, Everyone it's... loves Pedro. <laughs> by the way, yeah, by the way, by the way. So so we're uh, walking around with, uh, with my wife uh, here. And uh, she was like, oh, well, have you seen that? The new, like, creamy um, series uh, Pedro Pascal is in on Netflix? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm <laughs> Everybody thinks it it's a series. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. Like, I'm, I'm seeing it on, like, I've seen it on Facebook. I don't know, I'm not Facebook. Instagram. Like, yeah, like, he's always like, trying to solve something. Like, are you talking about the, the game, actually? It's like... Oh yes, you're right. The merch match. Like I, I didn't know it's a game. I thought it's a, it's a Netflix series. And I was like, exactly, exactly. It's a market fit right there. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> exactly. I, I was looking into the comments under the under the, the videos, and everyone's like, it. Well, a lot of hate. Like, oh well, why are you doing this? Because like, you know, you can do better. <laughs> and then the other part was like, oh well. This is a Netflix series or uh, a document or something. It's like I need to watch this. Narcos like, season four. Just keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, but I, I was trying to get the 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 numbers. Oh, one sec, because I have a. I mean, it's not. I guess not comparable, but I guess I have at least uh, one Excel sheet with uh, with some. Some pricing, so one six. So these guys have these guys have one million. Well, so one million subscribe, one point seven million subscribers. The initial fee, yeah, like twenty k per video. So, yeah, Viva Direct League is definitely not in this category for sure. <laughs> oh, so, but then so are we getting some benchmark one, from like a random random data random, that we have? 
yeah, random YouTube YouTubers or influencers that uh, that we have 1.6 million uh, subscribers, 60,000 fee for a video. So I I'm pretty sure that Viva La Dirt League is way way different league in this category. Probably 100 grand then. They can. Oh, much probably. more, yeah, much, much more. I would say. More. Keep in mind that like the skits you see, they require a full production staff set. Yeah. Like it's well, it's like more. no joke these days. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, surprised if they charge like one million or half a million. Like, I would say because they I would did say, like yeah, five to four skits for Call of Dragons. I would say half a million a million is completely okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would say. Like five million, uh, half a million. Yeah. But again, it's the audience you want. Yeah, and and it's it's like very very smooth. It's no shilling, no like you know, at at the end of the video, at and the start of the video that people skip or whatever. You even don't know you're watching an ad. It's like the best thing ever. It's exactly. like when people reach out to you on LinkedIn being all friendly, and it turns out they're just an ad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by the way, you know, like our CEO is open for podcasts. Yeah, you should have him. But it's like, you know, you put put effort into it. It's like watching Super Bowl ads. People watch those because they're like funny and interesting and everything. And and these are the same, like literally same concept. Well, there you go. Second year manager, he knows. Second year manager knows. knows. Great addition to yeah. the podcast. Good to be back and hearing about <laughs> this. Viva the Dirt League. Yeah, there we yeah. go. No, Remo, no, yeah, save no, this league, podcast, please. Please. <laughs> okay, so are we resorting to the most powerful thing on the internet to save ads? Why? Jesus Christ. I got not the wife again. Why not? Um, Why not? Why yes? Yeah. So let's go there. Here we have our nice waifu. Uh, she's called, by the way, March 7th. Um, that's, that's the name what of the character. What are you talking about, Rima, she... first to start off with? Can you give an introduction? The first waifu yeah, character I, I have here. That's the fair. No, but what's the game? Like, yeah, what's the game called? Wonkai yeah, Star Rail, the new sensation that is making 5 million a day. For those living under a rock, uh, it's the new game from MiHoYo, uh, the guys behind Genshin Impact, and it's actually a culmination of their original series because this Honkai IP is the one they had before Genshin, and this is actually like the biggest game from the series. It's actually an upgrade for Genshin, I would say. Uh, I'll get to like what this is actually about, but uh, yeah, I guess currently it's blowing up the internet if you didn't see. Uh, not that much in the Western world, more in the Asian world as usual, because you can see that this is more of a, like a Western game. Even the gameplay and everything, it is played like that. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll this see. is a mobile game or a PC game. It's a mobile game. It's a PC game. It's a cross-platform it's everything. game, as usual. Uh, you, you don't really throw thousand people to work on only a mobile game these days. Yeah, you, you open a toilet, you can you can play Honkai. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every single platform. So before we start really uh, to dive into it, let's just talk about some numbers. So as I said, uh, this is currently doing something within like 5 million. After the first week, it's already over 40 million in only mobile Dollars or yen? revenue. Dollars, dollars, <laughs> and uh, it's I think even higher than the Genshin first week compared to that. 
this had uh, 20 million pre-registration. Uh, what? what? Nothing. I just continue, please. Uh, it's, 20, so, it's, it's, it's so interesting. 20 million pre-registrations. Uh, it's really interesting in sense that uh, if I look at the downloads, there's very, very, very big spike from US because just the first week number. So let's say they had 45 million downloads. And pre-registrations. Yeah, that, that's what it called. It's what it's called. Yeah, and uh, but it's actual downloads on the chart. Like I can see it here. I know. <laughs> but the but US they convert to instas afterwards. Yes, <laughs> US is fifteen million, so uh, yeah. less than half of it, but still like very big chunk. But if we go to the revenue, US is only fifteen percent. And we get the usual suspects there, such as China doing 30%, Japan doing 23%, uh, Taiwan uh, 8%, South Korea 7%, Hong Kong 5%. And only there we have a first Western country, which is Canada, 1.5%. So, yeah, probably you don't know yeah. about it because you are usually not living in Asia if you're listening to this podcast. But we would like most to probably that. no, yeah. <laughs> and if you, if you are living in Asia, you are most probably uh, listening to the Legend of Slime episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, by the way, um, yep. Before you continue, uh, so uh, kudos to to Yang from uh, Endgame. Uh, he shared some really interesting backstory for a lot of uh, Legend of Slime features and uh, and some stuff. So we are gonna cover that in the, in the article afterwards. Yeah. Um, so before yep. we continue, uh, what do I know? We need to do boss here. enemy. Kill it. Yeah. <laughs> want to, to go ahead, but uh, don't know what's what's happening here. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, what's what's really interesting is that uh, Genshin Impact uh, before this game, uh, they're like, it's like top ten game in the world currently. For those not knowing, it's making billions. Uh, that yeah. game was pretty much. Uh, like an iteration on Zelda Breath of Wild, which is an open world game from Nintendo. And you go around this kind of beautiful world in open world fashion, destroy monsters and change your heroes. But you're still like having it like a single person, single person open world RPG. This game in layman's term is Raid Shadow Legends from first person. So Ooh. you're going around this world, dungeons, whatever. It's everything super polished, uh, very high production quality, you would think like, yeah, that's Oof. combat. No, that's not combat. It's a turn-based combat. And I can play autoplay and it will do autoplay. And it's turn-based and I can do nothing. So it's basically a Raid Shadow Legends quad uh, team RPG. Uh, the usual one, as you would see there. So even though it looks like... Uh, wait a second, this looks like Witcher or something. No, it's actually... Uh, what? How is this looking like a Witcher? Open <laughs> world game, great. and you have that uh, view from the back of the character. That's like the usual Except one. it's not as hard. Yeah, what? Yeah. Um, but anything, uh, it's they just changed the core gameplay. It's pretty much um, very, very similar meta than Genshin Impact. Uh, the gacha and... Like the layers they have are very, very, very similar. I think the rates and like the overall kind of gacha pools that we're gonna go after. Gacha pools. Exactly. Yes. Are pretty much the same. Uh, Mihoyo, to be honest, is uh, doing a 
like among the player community known for being a little bit stingy uh, regarding the drop rates and the generosity within these games, because keep in mind, this is an Asian game, an Asian gacha. Yeah, keep in mind, you're, they're making five fucking million a day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Asian games, uh, they have gachas that are the hardest one on the market, meaning that either you get it or you don't get anything. So that that's usually what was there. So let me exit the dungeon here, for instance, and show you like the... Oh, well, I bet he's, uh, he's chatting with his waifu friend uh, on the waifu chat. <laughs> um, yeah, they have a waifu chat here also. But it's oh, not, it's not that, that prevalent. As in, uh, this is actually not a waifu game. Like, Where are the horse yeah. girls? Uh, no, no, no. They, 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 the they don't have that. They, they don't have it. Like, they, they still have, oh, have some. Like, I have, a, what, what I have I have seven characters and two of them are, are boys. So yeah, Ooh. no, no waifu game. And even if you look at the design of the characters, like it's not really playing super waifu thematically. Like uh, waifu it's games... more close to Goddess of Nike, right? Yeah, uh, of, like, Goddess of Nike is like total waifu game. <laughs> That's... Ah, come on. Okay, that, that's, okay then. Okay, that, show me these pools, man. I want to stick at your pools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the usual thing happens here yeah, where they have this kind of a first pool where there's a discount here. So only eight tickets for a temple. And that's the usual thing that's happening here. Uh, then they have the usual event banner, uh, meaning the one with like very, very good character that has like a minuscule chance to ever, even see that. I uh, don't know if we can put it out yeah there's the drop rates just of the 50 percent of that character but if we go into details we see something such as where it is oh well, let's let's do it through the other banner just wanted to show you the percentage so you can then uh, see yeah here it is in this event the base chance of obtaining five star character is 0.6 uh, percent uh, just so you know <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, the good thing is that uh, even though the chances and everything is very 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 slim uh, they have PT timers. That's really good. PT timers meaning that after you draw a fixed amount of gacha pools, you get guarantees. Uh, it's still not the best that you can get, but at least the guarantees of rarity. So let's say here, if I draw 50 times from the gacha, uh, 20 times remaining here, I will get the guarantee of five-star character, for instance. So that, mm. that's really good. But it can still be a shitty one or let's say worst one, but Usually five star is still better than every other four star or whatever you have there, but yeah, it's same as Genshin. Like I didn't see any any difference uh, regarding. So a hmm? a why should I play this game and how they yeah. make money? Um, yeah, how they make money? Uh, that's why we were talking. Are they ads? Of course, no, they're, they're, they're no, they're no ads. ads. Good, goodbye, Felix. Uh, yeah, yeah. The thing is that uh, Asian games usually make most of the money on the revenue spikes with their limited gachas. So if mm. we go back here, currently this girl uh, that's on the banner, I guess she is the ma biggest money maker because in order to get her, you need to really expend <clears throat> a lot. And mm. by the way, the animation, it's like mm, the thematic and like everything, it's, it's so good. It's all based on this like fantasy of you riding a cosmic train that like serves between the planets and there you like mm. encounter everything and whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, wasn't even a, a drop. Uh, but like the story is pretty intriguing. It's super, super heavy on the story, to be honest. Like if I would uh, compare it even to Genshin, like even Genshin had less story than this has. This has like so much more story, and it like it feels like you're in you are watching an anime, to be honest. Like it's mm. it's like 
so much production value and you can you know have different dialogue options the characters are very very fleshed out usually all of the characters that you meet you can either find in the gacha or you are given through like the tutorial of the game or whatever and they are sometimes yeah the usual anime tropes uh, happens here so that's there uh, there's a lot of like let's say this 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 npc there that we have here it's a shop so you can like they have shit ton of currencies shit ton of progression shit ton of vectors and like all these other things like if i would get to, just to my character i have the base character that i can level up and like increase her stats i have the weapon mihoyo has 4000 employees yeah. so yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's it's really this shows need, like this. this needs to be yeah this needs to be super the, high production the pc client is just the pc client is 10 gigs i didn't even dare to install it on my mobile phone <laughs> to be honest 10 gigs free on <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't even want to go through that. Like this game is, of course, cross-platform, and you can play it on everywhere. I, I checked the mobile game playing; it's pretty much exactly the same. That works great. Um, but yeah, it's like this. It's approaching this kind of a new generation of mobile games where it really like you don't see the difference anymore. Like if I would have a yeah, but you need to have four thousand employees. Yeah, that's yeah, like that, very that's the main point. Interesting new generation. <laughs> exactly, because there's so much more production value put yeah. into these games. Like it's it's so 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 good. Like if I would go to yeah, let me go to my planet that I'm currently working at, and then I don't know if I can return where I was kind of going. Oh, the town, yeah, just just. We're still coming back to the discussions we had. Uh, you need more resources, yeah, more time, more game. But, but keep in mind, games in the one even game, even with four thousand employees or how much manpower they throw at this thing, they still use and recycle a lot of stuff they had from games. I want to see. Like I want to so see. I want to see what this yeah, looks well, on that... mobile. To be honest, because that's what we discussed, right? Like exactly the same. I, I, I'll be yeah, honest. This is mobile. It's, it's, no, no, this is not mobile. This is PC. But it of looks course, exactly yeah. the same. Like regarding the like UI and like all the things that you would expect from there, it looks exactly the same. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see any differences. I need to look. It needs to look and uh, and feel exactly the same. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be bigger than Genshin yeah, Impact. Just look at it. This is this is just marvelous. Like how how you can like put so much quality and detail into everything they had there, and it's just like one location that I'm going into. Like, uh, yeah, very 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 good regarding that. Uh, how it makes money? As I said, it uh, makes money most of the time by either you chasing after these very very rare characters because let's say I'm currently having a free to play setup like the build that I have here, like these four guys that I can kind of switch in between and like play with different one but then in the battle like you see all four of them uh this is a free-to-play setup that was given to me by the game itself but if i want to really push it and do stuff like in like in time it's it's like uh, <laughs> i would need to roll the gacha uh the one really big difference here by the way and what i was seeing on the internet and like hearing people this is pretty much a single-player RPG. There's still no social functionality implemented into the game. No guild system, no PvP, no co-op system, or multiplayer features. The only thing you mm -hmm. can do is the usual social helper thing, where if I would go 
where is it? Oh, you ask for for resources. No, 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 no. Uh, you go yeah. into your friends menu and you can kind of get the character from your friends and use it in battle if I understand correctly. Ah, so like okay. the usual thing that AFK Arena has, like. Yeah, but those are fake friends, no? No, no, no. Those are real ones. Those are those are real. Really, ones. you have friends? Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> fall for that one. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that they they go after regarding like what do you want to buy is uh, this kind of a trailblaze power or whatever you have that pretty much the energy mechanic same as Genshin has which is like uh, in Genshin it's called resin here it is this kind of whatever orbs this pretty much paces your daily uh, activity pool so let's say here I want to do whatever this activity that gives me XP for my characters I can do it only 18 times per day. And afterwards, it goes into, like, you know, cooldown stuff. <laughs> only 18 times a day? Ah. <laughs> I okay. expect more. Rima, I want to hear how much you think this game is going to be making in a month. In a month? Yep. More than 50 million. A month. Yeah. Okay. Yes. In a year. Genshin is making... So this is going to cannibalize Genshin, right? Um... Yeah, that's the question. The IP is definitely a little bit different laid out because keep in mind, this is not your, even though it looks like open world, this is not open world. This is corridor based and it's like a turn based RPG. The differences between the core gameplay and the team makes it itself a little bit of a different game. So I wouldn't really compare it to something like, uh, I don't know, Gomes, Hope's Games, Guardians Games, for example. Like it's not that you know, mm. similar. Or. <clears throat> It's more close yeah, to the like Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, uh, to be honest. Yeah, like, okay. That was a really, really big stretch, what I said now, but because this is definitely more similar, but the differences in core gameplay for some people are really, really big. Like some, some people hate uh, turn-based combat. Some people like the action of the like real-time combat they have there, uh, the open-world nature of the game. So And the team, yeah, this is more sci-fi, definitely more sci-fi. Genshin is definitely more fantasy-themed. So... Yeah, we'll see. But in Asian countries where this whole thing kind of, you know, works so good, uh, like what are we even talking about? Like they have very small DAU in Japan and China or whatever based on the mobile numbers and they're making shit ton of money and they will make shit ton of money. So, yeah. Cool. Should we? Uh... I think that this will like not only temporarily, hopefully, but I guess this will be bigger than Genshin uh, in a few months. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting... Because it's a, uh, as I said, it's a step up prediction. It's like a better version of it, in a way. So why don't you yeah, want but you said, a better uh, version? Yeah, because some people like turn-based combat and some doesn't. Some people uh, will they, play both. You know. <laughs> some people... But how can you find time for playing both? Uh, you live in, uh, you know, uh, Asia, where this is a social activity. <laughs> but you said there is no social features. Yet. <laughs> Okay, seriously, we're ending now. <laughs> over. Podcast over. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, uh, we can end this now. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, and also, Remo, thanks for, uh, like, showcasing the game. I would, you know, like, I wouldn't even download the game. Uh, you wouldn't, At least you for wouldn't now. Un- survive the tutorial. It's so story-based heavy. I had to force myself. Like, I'm, I'm like, why? <laughs> really? Yeah. Even yeah, for I my standards, just it was very story-heavy. Oof, and case, on that bombshell, time to end. For me at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on. Thank you very much for listening. Um, please, uh, yeah, visit the 
the event page for MAU party. Um, send me a DM for uh, an intro to misplay and then see you ne- next time. But also, don't forget to subscribe on your preferred platform. Right. Thank you very much. See you next time. Bye bye. I can't, that's fine. Come on. Cannot put it on the other monitor. They're putting on the cheating monitor. Like, yeah, yeah you know, if this okay. was like a gaming thing, you'd be like under arrest for doping because you're using <laughs> an emulator to play your mobile games. This is a PC client, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, okay, okay. Let's just get started because. Yeah. <laughs>